This week we're talking about lip taping. This is a new trend that's taken off and has got a lot of people talking, except for those who are taped up. <laughs> I'm gonna share all my thoughts on this technique and help you decide whether you should offer it to your patients or what you should say when they ask for it and you don't want to do it. So what actually is lip taping? So this is where clinicians will take a strip or some other form of tape and structure that around a lip in such a way, usually that they are inverting the lip and also laying strips of tape around areas where you'd want to straight align with the visual implication that you are creating external rotation and creating definition along the lip and holding it in place for a certain period of time. So one of the more interesting claims about this particular technique is that it might prevent migration. Let's think about whether this could actually be true. What's actually going on in the lip when you have migration is typically either product that's been injected in an area where it's very easy to diffuse. So for example, if you inject directly on the vermilion border where the muscle inserts into the border, it essentially will spill over onto either side of that insertion point because you're not actually putting the filler in one compartment, you're putting on the border between two compartments. So if you were to put tape on top of that situation and leave it there for 24 hours, my mental picture would be that it would have very little impact on the chances of that actually spreading over time. It may delay it a little bit, and this really is at the heart of what is implied by this technique, which is this idea of tissue integration. If you put filler in a place and hold it in that place, until it sets, will it stay there for longer? And there's a lot of detail in that which needs to be unpacked because if you think about that claim, we actually don't know how long it takes most fillers to set. And we also don't know if it does set exactly how long, it, how strong that set actually is because we know it's not concrete. So the idea that you could hold it in a particular position and then it would be more likely to stay in that particular position could be true if it's held well but how long it will stay there is completely unknown. Now, if you look up tissue integration, you will find there's also wide variation between fillers and some integrate to some degree and some integrate much, much less. And we know this also from ex extrusion of fillers. So if you imagine taking a dermal filler, a lump and putting a needle in and squeezing it, we know we can squeeze filler out quite easily. Now, in my mind, if you can, if you can squeeze filler out through a hole made by a 23 gauge needle, then you are almost certainly dealing with a filler that is not integrated into the tissue. This is a massive implication for this particular technique because if you simply have a bubble of filler that you are holding in place so that when you remove the tape, it seems to have done something, you've actually achieved nothing in the long arc of time. It's, it's gonna basically do what it would have done afterwards. And therefore the most important element would have been, did you inject it into the right compartment? So that's the extreme argument. If we say there's no tissue integration or almost none, so it's 90% not integrated, then there's absolutely no point taping the lips. It might look good for a second or two, maybe even 30 minutes after you remove it, but it's going to settle to its more neutral position. And what would have mattered most is exactly where you injected it, not what you did with the tape. The other side of this could be that there is some tissue integration. Let's presume that some fillers integrate 90%. We still don't know exactly how strong that structure is, because if it was to set, as we said earlier, like concrete, then you could just shape it exactly how you wanted, release it, and it will stay that way. But I don't think that's how filler works. I think there's probably a little bit of that, but it's not gonna be strong enough that by holding it for 24 hours that it's just gonna stay that way. So I suspect what you'll get with a lot of these patients is an initial result that fades very rapidly, probably within a day or two. But 
I'm not sure because I've never taped anyone's lips like this. I'm, I'm making this opinion based on my other experience with dermal fillers and how long they hold their shape for. I think we're, we're, we're conveying a very interesting visual story, but there's a lot of unknowns about whether this actually makes any difference to the patient. So where do I think this idea came from? Well, the idea in its essence is not new uh, because we've had people using dental floss to, to illustrate the keyhole lip technique, for example. So this is that technique where they run dental floss between the front two teeth, pull it down and inject on either side creating a, what I think is a visual story that if you inject filler, it will stay on one side if the dental floss is there. And if the dental floss wasn't there, by implication, it would instantly flow to the other side and ruin your shape. I think that same idea is at play here, which is it superficially makes sense if you have a mental model that filler is just flowing haphazardly into tissues with no boundaries, there's no anat anatomy. It's literally just like plasticine that you're shaping. My understanding of the anatomy is that it simply isn't how the filler flows. It, is, it tends to be restrained within compartments and it tends to uh, not, not need a piece of dental floss to hold it in one compartment or the other. You can just shape it the way you want it, inject it when, where you want it to be. If it does flow, you could squeeze it and then it would stay in the same place, but you don't need to hold things in place. But that's essentially the bottom of this is the same idea. It's an understanding of filler that it's like plasticine. You can shape it any way you want and it should stay that way. I don't think it's entirely true. I think it's more about compartments and depth and position of injection rather than shaping it and holding it that way. Although there is a, a grain of truth in that. Um, I think it's overemphasized with these two different methods of, of communicating to patients on Instagram. So are there any safety concerns with this particular technique? I think with the typical ones I've seen, if there's not uh, a lot of pressure on the lips, then I don't think there's a particular safety t uh, concern. I think probably one of the more subtle things that could happen is if you tape a lip outwards, and a lot of these are so taped up that you can see them averting the lip significantly, you will rotate the wet-dry border outwards, and then you're effectively uh, exposing the internal mucosa of the mouth to the elements. And that's basically going to be very irritating for patients because the oral mucosa is going to be drying out. and I don't think it's going to be fun living like that, constantly either applying Vaseline or licking your lips in order to get through a day if it was to last that way. So for me, it's more the extreme of external rotation that stands out as a potential risk. The other one could be that if it's taped tightly enough, you could restrict blood supply. I don't think anyone's doing this to enough of that degree. In fact, it's more likely the opposite, that it's putting so little pressure on that it's not really changing the position that much. But if you did put enough pressure, and particularly if it was taped backwards and there was a bend in the skin, you know, pressure for a long period of time on tissue is not good for it. And there is actually another risk, which my producer recently pointed out, which is if you have covered up the area that you've just injected, there is a chance that you may misdiagnose complications. And certainly patients may be less likely to report or to see discoloration. Perhaps even if there's pain, they may put it down to the tape rather than the fact that they have a vascular occlusion. So this is, this is another thing worth considering. If you're going to tape up the area, you're going to deprive yourself of certain amounts of information. Very similar also to the scalp necrosis cases that we see. It becomes harder to diagnose when you simply can't see capillary refill. So a lot of this is going to hide the patient's self-diagnosis and the clinician's ability to diagnose without taking all the tape off, which in certain circumstances, I could see that leading to a worse outcome for patients and a worse complication management profile. So would I ever do this? Um, I, it's unlikely uh, currently that I would do it. I'm not 
you know, I like to keep myself open-minded. Is it possible that we could discover that there is some benefit? Um, so if I started to believe differently that there was a real long-term benefit, then potentially I might. But where I'm at the moment, I think it's very unlikely. So I will not be taping up any of my patients anytime soon. The, the biggest risk overall for me is it creates a false story. So it's a very compelling story, but it's not necessarily true. And we never get to see what happens to these patients three months down the line and how they feel about their product um, at that point, because no one puts those failures onto Instagram. You just see the initial taping up. Everyone gets it quickly because it's very visual, but you don't know what happens next. If there's one thing I've learned through dealing with thousands of patients is that your only real friend in the long run is the truth. It is way better to be aligned with something that's true, that's less powerful than it is to make a big claim and then find out that it's really quite a five out of 10 or even less and your patients are disappointed because if you break trust with your patients, you lose everything. So in summary, I think what you can learn from this is that visual explanations are super powerful and you may not agree that this works. I don't think it's particularly powerful as a technique, but what I can take from it is that people really value these visual representations of things that they are pursuing. Maybe there are other ways that you can convey things that are more true that you do for your patients using visual explanations. That's something good you can take from this. On the downside, it's always worth remembering that there's a fine line between bringing something to market and making up a story that isn't actually true. Um, and it's it's often the way, I mean, the, you can think of this in all sorts of ways, that people create an anticipation for something. And if it meets that anticipation, it's fantastic. But quite often, they've already paid for it and moved on um, by the time they've realized that it's not really that great. Now, when you do that with your patients, you are withdrawing from the bank of trust. And I would be very, very clear that with your patients, if you're not sure and you're doing lip ta taping, that you're not sure. Because if you are super enthusiastic about it and say that it's going to be amazing and they find out three months later that it's not amazing, you've lost the most important asset in your clinic, which is trust with your patients. By the way, guys, I'm doing a free webinar on the 28th of February. It's going to teach you everything you need to know to really pitch yourself correctly in terms of lip prices specifically. So how do you put your prices up? How do you value yourself correctly in the marketplace? It's all about not becoming a commodity. You're much more than just one mil. So click on the link down below to register.